You're listening to the Canterbury Mornings Podcast with John McDonald from Newstalk ZB. Okay, here's a question for you. Remember the old Ministry of Works? Remember the MOW? Reckon we need it back again? I reckon we do. I reckon we do because we have another example today of what happens when you rely on governments and individual organisations to run big infrastructure projects. So think, think of all the drama. I'll get to the new one shortly, but think of all the drama over the new stadium in Christchurch, not to mention the political infighting. Think of all the money wasted on the Auckland Harbour Bridge cycleway that went absolutely nowhere. City rail link blowouts. Kiwi build. I could go on. You name any big infrastructure project in recent times, and it seems, doesn't it, that we have just become hopeless at doing stuff that we used to be brilliant at. And so the latest example that we're hearing about today is the big Scott base rebuild down in Antarctica, which is being put on hold, on ice, (laughs) because the government and Antarctica New Zealand can't agree on a deal with the contractor. So what's happened with this particular project is Antarctica New Zealand got just over 500 million from the New Zealand government to rebuild Scott base. But as always happens with these things, the cost has headed northwards, and they haven't been able to come to an agreement with the contractor. Uh, By the way, this is Lee's Construction. Uh, You've probably seen their signage all around the place. Very successful Christchurch-based outfit, which really came into its own after the earthquakes, and it's operating all over the country now. And Lee's Construction is what is known as the preferred contractor for the Scott-based project, which involves the new structures for the new base being built in Timaru and eventually being shipped down to Antarctica. And the reason this work is all happening in the first place is because Antarctica New Zealand wants to make sure it's set up for research work at Scott Base for the next 50 years. And it's decided that the, old, the current one's decrepit, it's got to do something. So it's come up with this plan for three new interconnected buildings and it's also going to upgrade the wind farm that's down there. Now, from what I know about this project... I do get the sense that maybe they've done the usual thing and they've gone for the gold-plated option and told themselves that they'll make it work come hell or high water. But from what we see today and here today, that wing-and-a-prayer approach doesn't seem to be working and things have come to a grinding halt. And they're going to do a review. Not exactly sure what that's going to involve. But we are being told today that it will be done by internal and external experts, which, as you and I know, don't we? It's going to involve more money. The amazing thing is about this project is that the work, it's amazing that the work even started in the first place without an agreed contract, which is why I reckon these big public projects need to be run by an outfit that knows how to run these kinds of things, an outfit like the Ministry of Works. Because back in its day, the MOW did all sorts of stuff. It built railway lines, tunnels, hydro dams, motorways, also involved in other things like airport developments. A little bit of history. It was originally known as the Department of Public Works. Eventually it became the Ministry of Works and operated. It ran from 1870 until 1993. What's that? 123 years. And in 1993, Jim Bolger's national government dished out its policy work to other government departments and created a new state-owned enterprise with two divisions, Works Consultancy Services and Works Civil Construction. Didn't last long, though. Three years later, they were sold off. And that was the final chapter in the Ministry of Works story. But who says it couldn't make a comeback? And who says it shouldn't make a comeback? 
Because when you think about it, it's crazy that we expect the likes of Antarctica New Zealand to run its project and do all the negotiation and procuring. And then we expect every other outfit using public money to do the same with their big projects, all working in complete isolation from each other. What, what else have we got? Wakakotahi doing the roads. We've got Transpower doing all the electricity infrastructure stuff. We've got local councils doing their thing, using government money. We've got outfits like Antarctica New Zealand and the government running the big Scott-based rebuild project. It's a pretty messy picture, isn't it? But if we had something like the old Ministry of Works, that could all be coordinated. Now, I'm not saying that it would be free of political interference. That would be impossible. But how many more examples do you need to show that we have lost our way in New Zealand when it comes to big infrastructure. I mean, I mentioned Waka Kotahi just before. There's a prime example of an outfit trying to do too much and failing. I mean, imagine if its job was just the road safety stuff and we had another nationwide infrastructure agency building and maintaining the roads, building all the state houses the government wants to build, building new motorways, and yes, even building the new base in Antarctica. For more from Canterbury Mornings with John McDonald, listen live to News Talks at B Christchurch from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.